0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Just Friends. As always, I'm your host, Mitchell Embry, and today we have an extremely special guest. And I know I say that every week, but this week I actually mean it because she is the first spouse of a previous guest that I've had on the podcast so far, which really makes me excited because that opens up all kinds of opportunities for a couple's podcast in the future. And also, she's only the second female that we've ever had on the show, so you know we're trying to get some diversity up in this place, and she brings it. And when I say she brings it, I don't just mean diversity. I mean like she brings it. She was an awesome guest. Super great energy, really fun to talk to. So I've taken long enough to introduce her. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce to you our friend, Miss Caitlin Stratton. First of all, you're my first female guest other than my sister. So I'm really excited about that. Oh yeah
1: well yeah i'm excited too
0: yeah and you're enthusiastic already so that's great too
1: <laughs> well i'm hoping to break through for all the other females out there if there are any
0: oh I yeah I, w- I want sarah to be on
1: well yeah sarah but she's kind of like new i'm thinking like friends from high school on
0: so you you, you said in your text message you were excited to get a little bit of wine because you had a rough day i did what all happened
1: Um, well, I mean, if you want to start at the very beginning, I woke up at three times in the middle of the night for various reasons. One being my son didn't like his nightlight anymore. (laughs) He kind of decides when and where he wants his nightlight. And, and honestly, he's got like three nightlights right now, but one of them, the lava lamp was too bright. So he came in my room and said, mom, I don't want this light. For some reason, his fingers no longer worked and he couldn't turn it off. So (laughs) I said, Fine. So I turned that off. And then the other one woke up and he just starts talking to himself, which I'm a light sleeper. So
0: I've never even heard Micah talk.
1: He does. But most of the time it's just like coos still. Oh, yeah. Especially in the middle of the night. Like if like he talks now quite a bit. A lot of the things he says is no, I want that. Okay, Very impressive for not even a two year old. He can combine three or four words into a sentence.
0: Mm, That's nice.
1: Yes. So he's constantly saying, I want that or I don't want that or turn that on. Again, his fingers don't work either. I don't know what's going on. So then about 4.30 in the morning, my son comes to me, my oldest, and says, I'm hungry. I'm really hungry, Mom.
0: 4.30 a.m.? 4.30 a.m., which is normal.
1: (laughs) it's, It's so normal and it's so early. And Jake went back to work yesterday, so I have to get up with him. So he goes, I'm so hungry. I said, well, go grab something to eat. I want you to do it. And, of course, I, I have to follow through with it because if I say, no, you go get it your damn self, mm-hmm. he starts screaming, wakes up the other one, and then mm-hmm. we're all up at 5 o'clock in the morning, which is not what we want to do. So <laughs> I don't want to start my day off at 5 in the morning. So I go get his food. I'm like, just take it in your room, eat it in your room, and be done with it. Don't come back out for another half an hour at least.
0: Mm-hmm. What'd you Would you get him?
1: He eats like a protein bar.
0: Mm, that's nice. Yeah.
1: So it's like one of those um, Cliff bars for kids. Oh, I love those. Mm-hmm. It has like chocolate and peanut butter. Yes. But yeah, he'll sit there and sometimes he'll want to eat it right next to my ear and it's like, I know like I can't. Just. People
0: listening are going to love that sound <laughs> that you just made. <laughs> there are going to be people, there's this thing called synesthesia. Yes. And I th- if no synesthesia, what is, is synesthesia where you can see, you hear is colors?
1: Like, oh, is that ASMR? Is that what it's called?
0: Maybe it's, it's, a it's that. a
1: synonym for it. Jake hates it
0: really oh he
1: hates it oh i like listening to it
0: oh yeah i like it too it's very <laughs> sweet do you get the tingles
1: Mm-mm, no i don't, I don't, get the I, don't I, just get, I don't know i just get the satisfying feel of listening to it it is satisfying like when i i sometimes would just go on youtube and look it up there's like different celebrities who have done it mm-hmm. jeffree star is one of them and he's really good at it mm-hmm. and i liked it so but yeah
0: i can't remember the exact term but there are certain people who can't stand mouth noises it creeps them out he doesn't
1: like very distinct noises, like even, like just high frequency noises, or just very, like tinkling of a glass, like metal on metal. He Jake does, doesn't like. Yeah, that. he doesn't like mm. it.
0: He's weird. Did he get a haircut today too? Yes. Good for him. How's it look?
1: It looks, <laughs> he always looks terrible when he gets his hair. <laughs> it just, like, because the way they part his hair, like, he has a very huge receding hairline. But oh, does But since he has so much hair, it covers it up. Oh. So unlike some of our unfortunate friends who don't have as much hair, like, he can cover it up. He gets that from his grandfather, so. Well,
0: Curtis is bald as fuck, too.
1: Yeah. Poor guy. I can't.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to be lucky because my dad still got a full head he of hair. He's got a
1: nice set of hair, Thank though. You. I'm proud of it. And you don't have, well, I can't see, but you don't look like you have a receding hairline.
0: I don't think I do. I will say that Mm-mm. right here on like the corners,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it does, it goes back further than it used to when I was younger. But know, you there. have so
1: much hair sitting on top of your head that it covers it up. Kind of right. like Jake's does.
0: And my forehead, like the very top of my forehead, feels like it's in the same spot. But you know, who's fucking counting? I'm, I'm, I'm not, not staring.
1: Measuring. I'm not staring.
0: <laughs> so, like I said already, you're the one of the first girls I've had on the podcast. When I think about it, There are other girls who I was friends with, Mm -hmm. but not nearly as close in friendship as you. It has to have been because you were dating Jake. Maybe. We used to hang out a lot.
1: Yeah. And it took me a second to think about it because when you asked me to come on, I said, you know, I've been around for a while, but I don't recall doing a lot and Jake's like oh yeah you did yeah he's like a lot especially with you yeah and then he got me thinking about it and I've been trying to think of things you know ever since we decided to do this and I was like there's a crap ton of stuff even before me and Jake dated really oh yeah like there was a very short period where we were talking and we kind of broke up for a second and even after we broke up we still kept hanging out like you me Ryan Casey wasn't so much in the picture Until later, but then there was like Dave and Barry, like we just kept hanging out even though we were kind of in that rough patch. And then I think, I don't know, it was a few months later we got back together and we just kept hanging out like nothing had changed.
0: When did you guys start dating?
1: The first time or the second time?
0: Just from the very beginning.
1: Oh. I want to say right after Christmas. Sophomore year? No, junior. Junior year my junior year his senior year
0: Really? Yes. Huh.
1: Yes, cuz I was a junior when we met.
0: Okay. Mhm. Okay. So, the only reason I asked that question is because I wasn't sure if Facebook was a thing yet.
1: MySpace was.
0: MySpace was? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. MySpace because was. <laughs> I was chatting with you on MySpace Messenger and I was totally trying to get you to date Jake. I was like Jake's such a great guy. You love you should love Jake. I'm pretty sure he asked me to do it.
1: He I wish I could go back And get those messages because (laughs) the way, the way, because Jake was also on MySpace at the time too, and the comments that he was sending was like it was totally Jake, like hey we should do it, that would be (laughs) that would be the start of the conversation, and of course, and I'm I was super awkward about it, and I'm just like no, (laughs) like yeah we should totally, because I think if I remember right, he was at your house, or maybe you were at his house, and you guys have been drinking. Because he was like, yeah, I'm going to come over and get you right now. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, you're not. Because I, I think I'd just gotten in. I was out with some friends, went to the movies. And I was like, no, nah, I'm in for the night. I'm not going anywhere. And he's like, I'm going to come get you. I'm going in the driveway. I'm in the driveway. I was like, no, you're not. We,
0: were, we <laughs> so, were sitting in my little Honda Civic out in your driveway. I
1: miss your Honda Civic.
0: I miss it, too. It's totaled. It's gone
1: forever. It kind of needed to be. Yeah. Remember the time that we kind of spun out and the lights flickered in your
0: car? And we bounced off that retaining wall? Yes. Yes. And nobody spoke for like 30 seconds because nobody wanted to admit that it had happened. (laughs) Did you know that after that happened, my dome light would never go off? It caused my battery to die and then eventually it made my alternator go bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It lived such a long life. It went down.
0: Yeah. I don't, I guess it was just because we were seniors. We could do whatever we wanted, but we went over to your house. We basically kidnapped you, you snuck out of the house.
1: Jake still doesn't believe that, but correct. That's what we did. Thank you. I'm glad that there's somebody on my side because he doesn't think so. He thinks I willingly put my legs inside the car. I'm pretty sure someone pushed me in the car.
0: It, uh, there's almost 100% certainty that I that's think it was happened. you. It probably was me. I
1: think Jake was already sitting in the car. I think you said, we're going somewhere. And... I was a nervous jerk the entire time. Really, well, I was you shaking. Been.
0: You didn't know what was going to happen. to You, you did How? What well did you know us at the point? At that point,
1: I was literally shook. I don't know. Let's see. How long? I mean, we hadn't been hanging out very long. I don't think because I didn't have classes with you. No, never. I had classes with Jake and Ryan. And I think that was it because we had web design with Stinson, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anybody else in that class. And that's the only reason we met because that wasn't you know because I was a junior, he was a senior, so that was an elective. I met you, and then, like, I met Chris, and I hung out with Chris quite a bit, too. Barry. Yeah. He actually was with me with my first with my first wreck uh, in my oh, escort. Really? Mm-hmm. We were coming back from snow to go, and I was in my escort which is stick shifts so at coasts. and I was looking down at my Maui cherry snow to go, and I bumped into a car. And that car got so mad at me, I barely tapped it. And so I think that was the moment me and Chris really connected because I was crying in his (laughs) arms. I was like, I just kicked this person. Of course, there was a pregnant lady in the back and she was like making a whole big scene about it. She's like, my back hurts. I'm like, you're barely. What? You're pregnant? You can't even tell.
0: (laughs) Was there even any damage on the car that you hit? No.
1: (sighs) They went back with a sledgehammer, apparently. Took pictures. Tried to blame it on me. But I was young, so my parents took care of it. I have no idea what happened. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that weird
0: how parents sometimes do those things for you? Yeah. Chad's podcast when we were talking about like the that's the the sexual hotline that was called. Right. He couldn't even tell me how that was resolved because at some point it just was no longer his problem. His parents just took care of it.
1: I can't imagine him or his parents having to pay for that.
0: Oh, I hope not.
1: Because, well, it sounded like in the podcast that his parents had or his dad had to pay for it. But I was like, they were talking to a minor. It's yeah. illegal. There's no way. Like, he had a really good argument. He could have fought for it.
0: Well, none of us. I don't even. I didn't even get to participate, so I feel like I was left out. Because if a sexual hotline was called, you want to be there. I would have liked to have <laughs> at least been able to participate, <laughs> but no, not even at all.
1: Such a shame. It's probably a good thing.
0: There are so many great stories. We we were just. I mean, they're they're actually n- they're not great stories. They're really mundane. But I remember them so fondly. Just driving around together, hanging out in groups. <laughs> Doing silly stuff.
1: I keep laughing because were you there? Because this one, could you say mundane? But the night we were in my basement and Jake was sleeping and he woke up out of nowhere and said, I don't know where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I'll never forget that.
1: (laughs) I can't stop laughing because it was, it was brained up like it was, I don't know who was there in the basement. There was like four or five of us. Yeah. And dead asleep. Not so much dead asleep because I think everyone was like somewhat like trying to fall asleep in and out of sleep and jake just kind of stands up and goes i don't know where i'm at it just walks
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget i remember it distinctly because you have a cat you had a cat at the had time. Had
1: a couple of cats
0: when we were sleeping in your basement just kind of all on the floor and it was really impromptu mm-hmm. and it was me and it was my girlfriend at the time amber
1: that's who it was
0: and then it was jake and you mm-hmm. and i feel like there were a couple of other people there
1: I, I don't know Chris Chris was there because it was the same night I slammed his fingers in the car oh,
0: I remember that oh my gosh
1: I had walked like I don't know five feet and he finally says Caitlin and I turned around and he goes are you gonna let me out and I'm like you can't let yourself out and he's like my fingers are smashed in your door between the passenger and the back seat I was like no so I went over there and he wasn't phased.
0: at all well, he's a tough man
1: It's a good high tolerance for pain.
0: But I remember I I was very uncomfortable in your basement because I'm allergic to cats. So I was slightly sniffly and a little Mm -hmm. bit sneezy. And so I couldn't fall asleep. (laughs) And you know that rhythmic breathing that people fall into when they're sleeping? Yes. I was just kind of laying there listening to everybody breathe. Mm -hmm. And there was a little bit of snoring going on. And it was very obvious that everyone was asleep. But then I I never forget this because it was almost like it was planned. All of a sudden, the whole basement gets really quiet, and it's very obvious that everybody who was asleep is now awake, (laughs) and it's dark, and there's like a light on in a laundry room, so there's just a very slight illumination of the room, so you can really kind of just see an outline, like a silhouette of a person. Mm -hmm. And I just see Jake sit up, (laughs) and then he looks right, and then he looks left, (laughs) and then he just says out loud... For, I guess, <laughs> anybody who was there to hear.
1: Anybody who wanted to listen.
0: I don't know where I am. <laughs> and then he just laid back down and went to sleep. And it was, I just, and I lost it. But the funniest thing about it was everybody in your basement just cracked up laughing. We all lost <laughs> our minds.
1: I can't remember. Were we at Nick Reynolds' house coming back from there? We were at somebody's house. There was drinking involved.
0: Mm, underage drinking?
1: I was not drinking. So, Mm. I believe I was driving. So, I don't remember how old we were, to be honest. When
0: I was dating Amber, I was definitely not old enough to drink alcohol. Yeah. So, the drinking that was taking place was Mountain
1: Dew. (laughs) Right. We were all
0: drinking Mountain Dew.
1: Yes. I'm not a big fan of Mountain Dew, so I'll just say Coke, Diet Coke. Okay, perfect. Diet Coke. Yeah. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Did we get into anything else? Did we get into any other kind of... Do you remember any specific, like, other fun stories that we should share? I do.
1: I do. Um, the time that you made Chris Berry so pissed off—he
0: was talking about this last <laughs> night. I barely remember this. <laughs>
1: oh God! So we—I don't even remember how we got to this point. It was just you, me, and Chris. Like Jake was—that Jake was actually working at GFS at the time. We were on the Greenbelt in his Jeep. We were driving, and I don't know how it came up. We all knew we were going to a reunion, mm-hmm. but it came up that the distance to get to this reunion was like an hour, maybe hour and a half. Mm-hmm. In the silence in the car, like you wanted so badly, just to be like, Chris, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, <laughs> you were not committed. At that point, you were like, I am no longer committed to this. And I was not committed to this, but I was not going to say anything. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep quiet and see how this unfolds. <laughs> like, because what happened was you and Chris argued about it. And you know how Chris will talk in circles? Like, he just will keep talking, trying to make a point, And he just, he likes to. But it's
0: okay, Chris. You do. You are a little big old baby.
1: Some people think you're a bully. Me. <laughs> I don't think you're a bully, Chris. At all. But I, don't I will think he say is anymore. You won that argument, but he was so pissed off. Like I've never seen him that mad before. And I stayed back. Like you actually helped me out because I was like, I'm not committed to this either. I don't know who's gonna be there. I don't know anybody on Chris's side of the family. I don't know if it was his mom or his dad's side. Mm-hmm. I was just in for it because I was bored, to be honest.
0: Chris, to his credit is a wonderful guy who loves to share with his friends. He invited me to the Christmas act, his family Christmas this year. I was at his family Christmas. Oh, that's so sweet. He was just like, we're having family Christmas. You want to come over? I was like, sure. So he had, out of the kindness of his heart, invited us to go to this family reunion. And the way I remember it, (laughs) or at least the way I imagine it going in my head, just because of how much I know myself, Mm -hmm. I don't think he told us that it was going to be like a two-hour drive.
1: No, he didn't. It was Like I said, it wasn't until we were on the road going towards like E-Town. Like that was the way we were going. I don't know where it was, to be honest. It could have been in E-Town or, you know, Litchfield. I don't know where it was. But um, I just remember we ended up turning around. He dropped you off at your house. I have no idea where my car was. We went into GFS's parking lot because mm-hmm. Jake was working at the time. Wanted to go to White Castles, and if I remember correctly, you had change in a condom box. I don't think there's any condoms in there.
0: They probably were all. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been used all of them.
1: <laughs> you used them all. You're I, such a lady killer. I
0: like to blow them up and see how big they get before they pop.
1: I've never tried this.
0: You never seen that? No, girl, I you got to gotta take a condom and stretch out the top. And hold it out the window of your car when you're driving. Yeah, they will get five to six feet long.
1: The thing is, they're expensive. They are, and I don't need those anymore. Good for you. I know, right? Yeah, because
0: Jake got his weenie snipped.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great.
0: I'm gonna do that too.
1: <laughs> it, it changes things.
0: I'm scared to do it.
1: You know what? I just thought about like you. I mean, I'm sure that you have ways of protecting yourself, but accidents happen. Mm-hmm. Right now, you guys are playing a dangerous game.
0: We're not. We're taking all precautions.
1: That's good. I couldn't imagine because Jake has a friend at work and her name, I think, is Caitlin. She got pregnant. She's not happy. Ooh, she poor is thing. like, hey, I'm pregnant, by the way, 10 weeks. Oh. Like, didn't want this to happen. Like, she literally was like, my life has ended.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Like, she,
1: I think she wants kids eventually, but I mean, she's almost 30 and she still wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So she's very sad
0: about it. Well, I'll be 31 in, in 16 days and I'm still not ready.
1: I'll be 30.
0: We're so old.
1: Yeah. Well, I was thinking on the drive over here, trying to like refresh my memory because it's been over ten years that we've we've known. Yeah, for sure. Probably thirteen. I'd say.
0: If you want to talk about, if I was, if I was a senior in high school,
1: that was two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's it's been thirteen years. Goodness gracious.
1: I know. How is it that you look
0: exactly the same?
1: I think you look better.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: I do. I think you look better.
0: I worked on it. I think a
1: lot of people look better. That's good. Yeah.
0: That's good. Jake looks exactly the same too. You guys are like in a time warp.
1: He does, but well, no. He has, if you look back, he has been thinner. He's seen thinner days. Oh. So, but I think it's just a stress. Yeah. Like being an adult is very stressful. It is. He's extremely stressful. Or stressed out? Yeah, I said. Well, he stresses me out because he's stressed. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well. But, but like, um, what podcast was it? There was one I can't remember. Maybe it was Chris's, where you said the unhappiest mm-hmm. would be Jake. Yeah, and I brought that up because I was totally on board with what you said. Yeah, and he was just like, "Hmm," and I was like, "You, you don't have anything to say about that." Yeah, and he was just like, "Not really," and I said. I agree with him. Yeah. And I, I like, I felt like his mom, I lectured him. I was like, don't make me get Mary involved. I will get Mary Scott involved and we will fix this because yeah. I was like, you just need, like his work is so stressed. Like it's stressful and he gets stressed and he doesn't know how to stop. Like he mm-hmm. said in his podcast, he gets hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. He's very hyper-focused with work. So, and then on top of that, you know, having two kids, especially Elias. Elias is extremely, it takes special people to be around Elias without, you know, tearing his head off.
0: He spit in my mouth one time. Did he really? Right into my mouth. He
1: also threw a roll at Chad. Yeah, like, that, well, that was, right was great. In the head. That like, was. Like, I couldn't be mad at him. I said, no, because he nailed skills. him.
0: Yeah, he's gonna definitely gonna be a pro athlete. Yeah, but it, it's definitely obvious to me how far we've come since high school. All of us, everybody's grown so much, and everyone is still kind of the same,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: we are all a little bit different.
1: I I think so. I have to argue, though, everyone thinks that Dave has been the most changed. I don't think so. Who do you think? I want to say maybe Casey.
0: Really? I agree with you. Casey's
1: calmed down quite a bit. And I remember, like, the first memory I have of Casey is I was sitting in English class, Miss Stevens, Mm -hmm. Miss Stevens' class, and ironically, Kelsey was right behind (gasps) me.
0: My ex-girlfriend Kelsey?
1: No. His ex girlfriend, Kelsey.
0: Oh, his ex girlfriend. His ex girlfriend, oh, Kelsey. Yeah. I see.
1: But I remember this teen angst, angry kid walking up and down the hall beating on lockers. Like, you could just tell how angry he was. And I was slightly intimidated. I was like, who the hell is out there every day? Because I think he was getting kicked out of Miss McHugh's class.
0: Oh, yeah. He was regularly.
1: Oh, yeah. So, but I never got to actually meet him until I want to say. It was it was after high school. Not not so much after high school. I didn't get to really know him until after high school. Really? Because he went to Murray State for a little while. Yeah, he did. And so I didn't get to see him there either.
0: That makes sense. I guess if you really kind of became our friends senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well,
1: because when I met you guys, it was given the impression to me was Ryan was Jake's best friend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And to me, that's all it was. I didn't realize until later on down the road that really... Jake and Casey were a lot closer than Ryan and Jake were mm-hmm. like Ryan and Jake are very close, like they seem to have some type of I don't know psychotic length. They are psychotic they're <laughs> at least they were like they would always think the most weirdest things at the same time and they'd be on each other like back and forth and but see, when I think about Casey, they have a ton more in common. They come from similar backgrounds too, so
0: who are you hanging out with back then? What people were you chilling with most?
1: I Was a chameleon. So I kind of, I was a survivor. I wasn't very, I would say freshman year through to probably the middle of junior till I met you guys. I didn't really have a lot of people that I hung out with. I was in survivor mode. I was nice to everybody. I never, I was the little guppy in the big pond and I didn't want to be anywhere near the big fish Mm -hmm. or the sharks.
0: You didn't want to get noticed. You just wanted to fly under the radar.
1: Yeah. And that's what I did. So um, anybody I tend to hang out with, anybody that like I was attracted to or just they attracted to me, like I just was, I don't even know how to really explain it. Like, I guess for me, like a chameleon is just like, you just agree with everything that they say and you don't ever disagree and you kind of start looking into things they like and just start, you know, just naturally being more like that person. So
0: you want to fit in.
1: Yeah. 'Cause I didn't know, really know who I was at the time. So I was a misfit.
0: Yeah, who knows how well who yeah. knows who they are when I'm thirty and I still am still trying to figure out who I am. It's all a process. Absolutely. It's a big process.
1: Um Yeah, like even even now, like I am going through a really hard time just knowing who I am as a person. Um I say that because, like, we're hitting 2020, um, past decade, a shit ton of stuff has happened. um, Like, and I mean, like, I got engaged. I got married. I had children. I lost two of my, two grandparents, my first grandparents. I lost my mother, and I had two kids on top of it, and it literally broke my brain. Yeah, it broke my brain. Like, I, it took me having... Elias and I it broke that broke my brain completely. Like it, I didn't know it at the time. And then I lost my mom, had Micah meanly me after, and then I was like, I am my brain's toast. So, I saw um I sought out tons of counseling and realized the um, the things that were going on that I didn't notice before. So like a lot of anxiety. Like I, ne- I never had postpartum depression. I had postpartum anxiety. Like and um and I was very angry and stuff, and there was no, no one there to tell me, "Hey, all these things are normal, but these aren't really normal things that you should be experiencing every day." But these are things that happen to other people. So, because I know Chad was talking about how like he has OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I think Jake's even talked to you about this. I have OCD, um, to a point where, still able to function on some level, right? But to a point where I was miserable at the same time. So, um. I was able to kind of seek out therapy for that too. But going through all of this, you know, I, like you said, everyone's changed. Like I have changed tremendously. Like I don't think I could ever go back to where I was. I don't know if I want to. Um, I don't think anybody does. Everybody wants to grow, right? Yes. But when you think about where you were in high school, things were so much simpler. Like oh, there was yes. is, is not much to think about, right? You got to hang out with your friends, you got to, I mean, some of us had jobs, some of us didn't. Um, I was fortunate enough to have like somewhat of a job, but like Ryan worked all the time.
0: Yes, he did. I remember that. Yes. God,
1: like he like I think he had two jobs. He worked at Tons of Fun and Toys R Us. Yep. Like he never got to hang out, and it's so funny because he was the responsible one in high school, and now he's the one that wants to go out and party <laughs> and have like a fantastic time while everyone else is being the responsible because they've got the kids. You know, like me and Jake are just like, oh, we can't stay out that late. <laughs> you know, we've got kids at home that want to get up at 4 30 the fucking
0: room. gross i want to talk about that because that's really kind of the theme the theme of the podcast is slowly becoming community yeah and personal growth yeah so after high school that we we have a similarity that i don't think you realize after okay. high school you pursued a degree you went to uofl i did yeah and what were you what were you what was your degree in
1: <laughs> when i first got there it was in biology because I had thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. Okay. Yeah. And it changed from that to psychology, which was very interesting, but I knew I couldn't do anything with it. And so I went from that to teaching mm-hmm. because it was realistic. So, because I, I felt like when you're in high school, it's like they want, like at the time there wasn't these um, academies where they were giving you um, like... Pathway. Pathways. Right. So like electrical or plumbing or carpentry, like you didn't have these trade school types of programs. We were told to go straight to college. Yeah. You had to do something meaningful. Um, and so I was determined. It was set in my brain. I had to do something meaningful. So that's why physical therapy So like, well, that's helping people. And that, seem to make a good amount of money because that was the other part you want to make sure you make money
0: those are the two things especially from where we come from where a lot of people around us don't have a lot of money and you see how shitty that is yeah you definitely don't want to be that right
1: well i feel like i was a little bit more fortunate on my end yeah like i mean there's some people like casey
0: i think they definitely had financial challenges and ryan
1: had those challenges because he was helping pay for his family Mm -hmm. and that's why he had the two jobs in the first place and that's a lot to put on a kid at sixteen, seventeen years old, for sure. So, but like you said, like that's why it was like ingrained in our brain that we had to go do something, and that's why I think a lot of us went to engineering school. Not me, in particular. There's no way I couldn't do. I wasn't good at math. I sucked at math. <laughs> so, but you and Jake and um,
0: Ryan and and TJ and yeah, Emily Brown and Brittany Nally and
1: Every, and even now, everyone who thinks they're smart goes to speed school. That's, like, the only thing that they think they can do, and it just blows my mind. Like, there are so many other things you can do with your brain besides go to speed school. But I think we're still trying to develop something higher than you have to go to college.
0: Oh, definitely. College right now almost seems like a racket, and you understand that being in in secondary education, and so do I. It's terrible. But the reason I say that we have something similar is because you got a degree in teaching. Did you get your master's degree also?
1: Uh no, I was really close though. Really? Mm hmm.
0: And so I also I have my undergrad in sociology and I have a master's degree in teaching.
1: That's interesting.
0: And now I'm teaching
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I do not fucking want to do it. <laughs>
1: I don't blame you. Yeah. I got out early. Yeah. I did, yeah. I didn't last I lasted maybe six months. And I didn't even teach high school. I taught fifth graders. And even though they're smaller, they're still really evil and malicious. Like (laughs) you wouldn't think they are because it's elementary school and you think elementary school is coloring and rainbows and butterflies and Mm -hmm. everything's everyone's happy and they sing in a circle. No, no, it's not. You would mistaken it for middle school.
0: (laughs) And so making that kind of big change, like you said, you made it early. I did. I haven't even made it yet. I'm sort of in the process of trying to figure out what's next. But making those big changes in life is scary. It's really, really scary. It is. Because not knowing what's coming next makes it really hard to plan. And when I don't have a plan, I get kind of freaked out.
1: And so does Jake.
0: I I, mean, I do too,
1: but imagine when I made that decision to quit, I was pregnant and I was three months from being, you know, having Elias. And I remember we were in a Penn Station. (laughs) Out of all the places, we were in a Penn Station. I broke down crying. And that's when I I told him, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit. I can't. I can't for my own sanity. And at the time, I was thinking of my own child. Like, the stress is not good on my child. Yeah. We all know how he turned out to be. (laughs) So so he surprisingly took it very well.
0: Jake did? Yes. That's cool.
1: You could tell his the wheels were turning and you could tell he was stressed out. But like up front, he was like, if this is what you feel like you need to do, then do it. Yeah. So and it's super amazing to have someone so supportive.
0: That is great. Yeah. And you've had that for such a long time. What was your because Jake also went to UofL. He did. So what was the college experience like being in a relationship? A, a very committed relationship because a lot of people in college, that's when they like, they meet their significant other and they could have all of these life affirming experiences. Yeah. What was your college experience like?
1: I laid low as I did Just like in high school? Just like in high school. But at the same time, I had no choice because, um, I worked UPS third shift. So Ooh, gross. I worked third shift and then I did college all day. And, um, and on the other end, I was, with jake and so jake was in triangle right and that was a little bit conflicting for us because even though i feel like we were pretty strong in our relationship he was doing this new chapter in his life so he started college when i was still in high school and that was very hard for us because he's very committed like even though he doesn't want to really admit it he like he like sailed through college he sailed through college because he didn't need to study we had a class together somehow freshman year. I got into a bio 240 class. Not sure how I convinced them to give me that because I had no bio experience. We took the class together, him being a sophomore and I'm in a freshman. And so he, I failed that class. He didn't help me at all. What a jerk. <laughs> he,
0: he, Jake, you fucking asshole.
1: <laughs> he's gonna look, he's gonna be defensive about it later, but you
0: paid for that college class, motherfucker. You should have helped her pass it.
1: Fucking did, didn't he? Cause I think we were engaged at the time too. Cause so, um, uh, yeah, cause we got engaged in 2009. And I was poor. So we we combined <laughs> those bank accounts really quick. Um, But we'd be sitting there like just at his house. And I'd be like trying to read through the chapters and trying to understand all this shit that I had no idea. Because I really needed background to know what we were doing. And Jake's like, just read it. Just read the chapter. And it's like, you know, it'll soak in my brain like it soaks in his. And I'm like, y- you're not helping me study here. Like I need you to quiz me or something. And if, we didn't even sit together. I sat with one of my friends. Um. And like I said, he just like threw me under. He's just like sink or swim. I failed. <laughs> and that's when I realized that physical therapy wasn't my, my thing. I That was the
0: thing? That was the class that told you change yeah, your perspective? Yeah, I
1: think I tried Bio 242. Somehow I went with a D in Bio 240, went to Bio 242, and I like quit halfway through and I said, this isn't going to work. But yeah, so he was in Triangle and he was partying. And that was a hard thing for us because I felt like – You know, there was a difference in opinion. I thought he was doing too much, though I laid low. So we had opposite types of social activity. So I did a lot of working. I did a lot of schoolwork. I stayed home. He went out and partied. He did a lot of the fraternity stuff, and I always like scouted every time he'd say it because I wasn't a uh, really big fan of fraternities. Even Speed School, which some will say isn't technically a fraternity.
0: Triangle, yeah.
1: Oh, I said Speed School, we'll did Well, a lot of them are. Like that's
0: most of them, yeah, most of them.
1: Well, yeah, because you can't get in Triangle unless you're in Speed School. Mm-hmm. I think. I think they're. Yeah, and I think that's where it's not so much a fraternity because there's, you know,
0: exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I would say it was it was challenging.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. How do you feel like you grew from that situation though? Did your did yours and Jake's relationship benefit from those challenges?
1: Sort of. It was like it was there was a lot more factors involved. So he we were struggling with the fraternity thing and then he had to start co-oping. Yeah. And then when he started co-oping, I was working third shift, he was working second shift, and so we never saw each other.
0: I know that life.
1: And that was very frustrating. So, um I think the only time we really saw each other was in the morning before we went to school, and that was it. And that was when we decided to move in together. And that was
0: in that apartment, yeah, complex the ve- across from Doss High School.
1: No, the one before that.
0: I don't know if I ever went to that I one.
1: Was, oh my gosh, you couldn't! It was a studio apartment. <laughs> it was it was um, the province over at U of L.
0: Oh yeah, I, you know what? Actually, I remember you guys living in that yeah. apartment. Yeah,
1: that one. Um, I was super depressed in that apartment because I was by myself. Jake worked a lot and he went to school. But yeah, I mean, it was challenging. I mean, there's part of me that I would never change anything because I'm happy where I'm at now. And I don't think there would be any point breaking up with Jake, experiencing college as a single person and then getting back with him. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I would have done anything. I probably would have sat on my couch, hung <laughs> <laughs> out with you guys and just did nothing. So just survived for the most part. But
0: So do you feel like most of your personal growth came after college? Yes. You really did have a whole lot of adversity piled on all at the exact same time.
1: I was introduced to a lot of things.
0: Really? Once like, I met you guys. Like okay, like what?
1: Everything. Like, I don't think you understand how sheltered I was. Like when I say I laid low, I laid extremely low. Right. It it got to a point where Miss Piper
0: mm-hmm. called Piper. me down
1: to her office and said, Hey, um, Your mom called because she's concerned because you're not coming home and you've met this guy and you go to his house a lot. And I was like, I was like, and then as a kid, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, how, why would she call this counselor and not just call me, talk to me straight to my, it took me off guard completely. And so I just looked at her I was like, everything's fine. Everything's good. But the fact that I was out doing other things.
0: was 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 alarming? It was <laughs> alarming for her. Yeah.
1: Because when I can't even. This isn't like her. This is the, like the first time Jake came over because it became an issue. I brought him over and my mom looked at him. And when he left, she goes, where did you meet him? He is not a high school student. Where did you meet that man? That is a man. He looks
0: like a man. He, he does, does look like
1: a man. I mean, he had a full beard. Yeah. So and at the time, he hadn't shaved it yet because he shaved it for his senior year photo, I think. Mm-hmm. So I had to convince her like he, he is... Who he says he is. <laughs>
0: that's why Jake looks the same as he did in high school, because he already looked 30 when we were like 15.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing.
0: I think it's a good thing. If For you For men, fell in I love, think, yeah. Well, you fell in love with him then, and so now you've just gotten to be married to the same person, pretty much. Although, yeah, Fair. he's a little bit chubbier than he was.
1: He was. But, but like I okay. said, it's okay. I mean, more room to love, right? I'm
0: chubbier than I was like two, three years ago, so it just happens. You get happy, you get fat.
1: It's true. You have that happy weight. Like, you just got married. So, I'm sure there's a little bit of happy weight mm-hmm. that comes with that. Also,
0: I'm depressed because my job sucks. <laughs> and so, I'm eating my feelings a lot. I can
1: understand that. I don't want to go back to my work either.
0: I know, Monday. Goodness gracious. Mm-mm.
1: But the kids won't be there Monday. Nice. I know. I know. So, that's a good thing.
0: Lots of PLC time. Lots of planning.
1: Oh, see? I just do my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, Jake's, Jake's gotten a little bit heavier, but...
0: I think you're hot, Jake. I would, I would... <laughs> <laughs> definitely
1: fuck you, 100%. I made a joke the other day about, I don't know what I said, but I was like, oh, that's Mitch's dick in your butt. <laughs> so he goes, what? I said, don't act like you don't want it. <laughs> so, well, he wouldn't
0: be able to feel it. The feeling's mutual. If it was there, he would never even know because it's I so mean, small. Yeah. yeah. So, so you talked earlier about therapy. Yes. I want to seek out therapy. I haven't looked really? into it yet. Oh, definitely. Definitely.
1: It's not cheap.
0: That's and exactly that's what, what I want to talk
1: about because the only reason I got therapy when I did was because I had just had Micah and I had met my um, deductible mm-hmm. and I was free at that point. Nice. But see, the second I had to start doing that deductible again, I wasn't going.
0: Like $100 a week, right? Or $100 a visit. Yeah. And yeah. I was
1: going, I think every two th- two weeks. Yeah. I think I don't think I was going every week at that point. But... But yeah, it's expensive. It shouldn't be, though. No, it shouldn't be. It's absurd. Like, health insurance won't cover any of it. But no, I was kind of like, when I heard you were doing this podcast, I was like, I know that you were trying to, like, catch up on people, kind of relive memories. But at the same time, I was like, this is a really good opportunity to focus on growth, focus on needing help. Because... I feel like it's not, it's not uncommon for people to need help. Like you said you were seeking, you wanted to seek therapy. That doesn't shock me because everybody has something going on. So I've even tried to get Jake, sorry, Jake, but I've, I've been tried to get Jake to go into counseling, but he's like, I ain't going to talk to no other person about my feelings. <laughs> he's just like, they don't know me. They don't, they can't help me. And so it's like, it's okay to need help. There shouldn't be a stigma behind it.
0: There shouldn't. And there is. But there shouldn't be. I watched my dad go through therapy because my dad has tons of trauma. Tons of trauma. Mm -hmm. And my undergrad's in sociology, but you talked about how interesting psychology is. And I actually have a really huge interest in psychology. And Mm -hmm. I read a lot about it. And I'm curious about it. And I think my interest, and perhaps it's true for you too, my interest stems from all the ways that I'm fucked up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Shit. (laughs) <laughs> I, recognize, I recognize all of these things. Damn
1: it. I'm just a nutcase.
0: But he went to the, see this therapist for a while and he grew so, so much and mm-hmm. he changed so much. And I could see the benefit. And, and now I genuinely think that everybody could benefit from seeing Absolutely. a therapist. Maybe not regularly, mm-hmm. but definitely through those trying times in your life when you yeah. don't have anybody to talk to. But it's bullshit that health insurance doesn't pay for it. It's ridiculous. No.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. So,
0: I've kind of... There's lots of reasons why I feel like I would benefit from a therapy. Do you think it's because of your job? It's because of my job. Because of adverse childhood experiences. Are you familiar with ACEs? Adverse childhood experiences?
1: No. What are some examples?
0: Uh, An alcoholic or uh, addict as, as a parent. Okay. Child abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, being talked down to by your parent being told that you're bad or you're stupid yeah seeing someone who's also suffering from mental illness in your life i can't remember all of them yeah but i think that there's a total of 10 and i think i had eight of them so a significant amount and
1: it's it's something that like you don't realize how messed up you are because that's all you've ever known right until you start talking to somebody like when i saw a counselor so much opened up it was like taking off glasses i was like oh okay so i went in like for grief and for ocd but then when i got in there Every day I'd come out with something new.
0: Right. <laughs> it's like. I bet that was discouraging a little bit. It wasn't.
1: was. And I, and part of me was like, are you just doing this so you can keep me here? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you're getting my money regardless.
0: Listen, bitch, <laughs> these are not the things I came to talk about. So what the fuck is your problem?
1: I know, right? She'd like, somehow she would just leave me off tangent. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> how did we get talking about my dad? Like, how did this happen?
0: You must have had a great therapist then.
1: She was good, but you know, it was one of those things that. She went out of town for something. Like, we just kind of lost touch. Mm-hmm. And I was at a point where I was like, I have to pay for this now? So I'm just going to survive on my own. Try to.
0: Do you so. remember her name?
1: Ah, oh, no. It was over a year ago.
0: My dad's therapist name was Alice Walker.
1: Karen Silver. That's who it was. Karen I think. Silver. I think it was Karen. It was Silver is the last name. Maybe her first name was I Karen.
0: might look into it. But she was really good. There's lots of reasons why I feel like I would benefit from therapy. There's lots of reasons why I feel like everybody would benefit from therapy. Yeah. But I want to talk specifically about the things that led you down that road. So you graduated okay. from college, yes. You had a bachelor's degree in education, yes. And you started a master's degree in education because at the time you had to get one. Now you right. barely even fucking have to have. You you can like have. I don't like think a, you need one, do you? A, a GED and like a written, like a signed affidavit from a friend, and you can fucking teach in <laughs>
1: You want to know something funny? So I never did my um my first year whatever that thing k-tip i didn't do my k-tip so they came to me like a year or two ago i was like hey if you want to pay like 80 bucks you can get your teaching degree you don't have to do k-tip you can go straight into teaching right now Mm
0: -hmm. i didn't k-tip
1: i was like what you i could pay my way into teaching that's sad i was like that that is not okay because i have no experience i've been out of the field for over a year now like i could not imagine going in like where i'm at now my teaching experience, I dealt with a lot of discrimination that I wasn't really aware of until Jake had said something. So I was pregnant at the time. I signed my teaching contract and then maybe two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Wasn't something we necessarily planned. I mean, we were trying. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't ideal to be teaching first year and pregnant. And so I was struggling. I mean, I was. I won't, I won't deny that at all. But my principal had came up to me, and he was extremely, he was a micromanager. So he would be like, you know what? I want you to do a unit on this topic. Ugh,
0: fuck you, bro. I have autonomy, dog. Don't you <laughs> fucking read my contract, bitch.
1: And then I would do it, and he'd be like, you know what? Scratch this. You know what? We're going to do this instead. So I wasted all my time. It's very discouraging. So I would work my ass off to do something, and then he would just say, you know what? That's not thats not what I wanted. So, And then he would be like, you know what? you're about to go on maternity leave. You have until this date to show me that you deserve to be here. And Jake goes, Caitlin, that's discrimination. Yeah, it is. And I was like, huh? I was like, well, technically he has a point. He's like, no, you, he cannot tell you just because you're going on maternity leave that you don't. Cause he pretty much told me like, if you do not leave, like I can make you, you know, transfer to another school basically. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you know, if you would have told me you were pregnant, I wouldn't have put you in a fifth grade classroom. And at the time, when I was pregnant, I wasn't even telling my own family. And I was like, why the hell would I tell you? Right. Well, I, Like, I didn't tell anybody until I was, like, I think 11 weeks.
0: Well, that's pretty common practice because.
1: Exactly. The, the
0: first 11 weeks of a pre- pregnancy, the likelihood of just natural termination is very high. And, yes. And sharing that with other people, who wants to do Especially
1: that? Especially someone I just met, too. Like, wait, like I said, I had signed that contract. And two weeks later, I had found out that I was pregnant. So I wasn't going to tell him. And so when he said that, it just like fueled my fire. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. Did the whole bottle? Don't did, judge me. Did you just drink the whole bottle? I have
0: not drank the whole bottle yet, Caitlin.
1: You know what? I was wondering how, what kind of podcast this was going to be because I could drink the whole bottle.
0: Well, go. This is, <laughs> th- that's what this is. That's what this is.
1: I told Jake. I said, you may have to come get me. That's I was okay. just joking. Well,
0: you can Uber. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, of course. I've it's never done Saturday. that before.
0: You've never Ubered? I've never Ubered. Ubered? I've never Ubered. Well, fuck, we can't, I can't leave this part out. I have to somehow find a way to put this part.
1: What, <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't Ubered?
0: Yeah, and that, that I drank the whole bottle of wine, because that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> I've Yeah, I've never Ubered. Um, I'm slightly sketchy about it. Like, I've heard all these. I can
0: understand that, actually, yeah.
1: Like, when I hear other people Ubering, I'm just like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, do you know who you're really, like, you're putting your life in someone else's hands. I have heard rumors, not even rumors, like things on the news about people being murdered like
0: oh for sure yeah oh yeah and
1: i'm just like i don't want to be that person not today satan i am not dying (laughs) i am not ready
0: (laughs) so i'm not that far there's a like we kind of talked about it earlier like there was a lot of things that you experienced that led you in the direction of seeking out mental health and i have my own story and people have kind of heard it i talked about it with my sister a little bit just like Mm kind of some of the things that i experienced growing up and would you like to talk about all the things that you experienced that led up to you kind of coming to the realization, maybe it will be a good idea for you to seek out some type of mental health therapy.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, cause like I said, that's kind of why I really appreciate the podcast. Cause things like this should be brought up. So, yes, they should. Um, and I guess I, it's really hard to figure out where to start. So in 2015, I found out my mom had terminal brain cancer and I, Before then, I had suffered some OCD, which I think was triggered by my separation anxiety, which we talked about kind of, I don't know if it faded or if it transferred over to Jake. So, it's kind of, it's been jumping from person to person. So, So,
0: you would get get extremely anxious when you didn't have the opportunity to be near or close to that specific person.
1: Yeah, and I think, yes, because it was more like, I just felt comfortable around that person. Like I didn't want to feel like you said anxious. I didn't want I, there was no reason for me to put myself in that situation. And that kiss that kind of speaks volume about how I feel about Jake because it took him to, you know, break that separation from my parents. Mostly, and it wasn't really mostly parents per se, it was my mother, which hindsight is probably a good thing because I didn't have as much time with her as, you know, we thought we did. So then when I found out she had cancer, the sep- the OCD came back and it wasn't something my hu- or my husband Jake didn't know about. Jake didn't know about my OCD because it was gone. And he kind of noticed a few things and like I would kind of vent about it because it was very frustrating and so
0: What were you doing?
1: Oh gosh, it was it's so weird to explain it and I'm okay with it because my therapist already looked at me weird about it. No judgment. So I would do things my OCD cuz some OCD I feel like a very popular version of it is straightening things or having things a particular way because it just makes you feel better. For me, I did certain things to prevent other things from happening. Okay. So like when I found out my mom had brain cancer, I dreaded it getting worse because at a point, at that point, it was stable. Like this is what we're dealing with. We don't know how much time we have, but we know that we have time. The doctor had gave us like five or 10 years at least. So um, I would just, um, anytime I would touch particular things- I would say, like, a small blessing to myself. If the blessing didn't feel right, I would keep touching that thing over and over again until it felt right. So there would be times where I'm sitting by a light switch for 30 seconds, like, touching it, not touching it, touching it, not touching it, and Jake's like, are you going to come over here? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you doing in the dark over there? And I was like, just give me a second. I've got this. It's okay. Um, And I was able to control it at some point. There was only certain parts of the day where it would get high. And then... I had Elias, which Elias was a whole different story. Like I said, I didn't really suffer from postpartum depression. I suffered from anxiety. And that anxiety was just all the time. Like, any time, like, and that was part, like, I wouldn't want Jake to go out. Like, my anxiety always triggered at night. Because if I was alone at night and I couldn't get Elias to fall asleep, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, um and that even, like, was with Micah, too. So, um and I was just like angry and very frustrated and all of these things I thought were just normal and like I said, fear and anxiety turn into anger and that's where that came from, which I learned later on in life. But, um, and Elias was one, we were just, I would say we were, I had found I was pregnant with Micah for two weeks when I found out my mom was failing. Like she, um, told me her tumor's getting bigger. She was declining. Um, they were going to try these really, not exotic, but these new types of methods that they weren't sure that was going to work. Um, and then she she died in December. And then I had Micah in April. So that, like the gain and the losses and the gains. Because in between all that, I lost my grandfather. Anytime I got pregnant, I lost somebody and Jake was like, I don't know how you're not terrified to get pregnant again. So when I had Elias, I was pregnant with him. September, I lost my grandfather. My first um loss, like actual loss. I mean, pets, yes. But human loss, that was my first one. So that was very traumatic. And then I had Elias in March. April, I lost my grandmother. And I was very close to her, too. And then within... I don't know. From April to December, i lost my mom. So I had Elias lost three people, gained another and my brain had exploded. <laughs> like it was like, and at the whole, at the, like the whole scene of it, my OCD was going crazy. I was trying to prevent things. I didn't realize that all of these things that were happening to me was a result of all the things I was dealing with. So like anger and frustration and just like unhappiness because there, They say there's the five stages of grief. That's a lie. I don't know if anybody knows that. That's a lie. That doesn't exist. They debunked that a long time ago, according to my grief counselor. Anger is a huge um, symptom of grief. So, my, like I said, my OCD was really bad because I was trying – I have a control problem. I have to control things. Um, I couldn't control – Elias because I couldn't control when he slept or how he felt. I never knew when he was gonna be happy, when he wasn't gonna be happy. He was a very complicated kid. He was very challenging. And then um, like I said, my mom was declining, so I couldn't control that. I couldn't control anything. Like my world was spiraling, and so my OCD got so bad that like I would have headaches from thinking so hard, trying to will things not to happen. So then that's when I was like, I need to see somebody. Because I don't because I, I tried seeing the um what is it called? The employee assistance program or whatever it is where you can seek a counselor for free.
0: Is it through JCPS? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that, but that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's um there's a hotline you can call and you can see a therapist and then it w- it's more like a should you see someone else kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I saw them describe my OCD to them, they weren't qualified for O C D They were qualified for just like, I guess, maybe depression and anxiety and possibly grief. But the cool thing was hospice, who my mom was with, um, we got free counseling through them for a year. Yeah. So I was with them for a few days, but I realized they weren't doing anything for me. I was like, this isn't doing anything. I mean, it was eye opening to see that the symptoms I had were caused by grief, but they weren't helping me with it because I went through a ton of like what is life kind of scenarios like, like what is like, I don't really have a huge belief system. Jake is atheist. Like that is certain. Me, I'm nowhere. I don't have a place. So when I lost my mom, it made it even more difficult for accepting because I had no idea where she went to because I had no belief system to put where she went to. So, um, so the grief counseling didn't really work. Um, went to the EAP that didn't really work, so I finally sought out. I think her name was Karen. I think we said Silver. Silver. Yeah. She sounds like a pirate. <laughs> She's not. Oh, she damn. seems very chill and relaxed, which was very nice. Um, but she really opened my eyes to like the things that I've been struggling with. So, and like like I told you earlier, like I'd go there one day with one thing, and I'd come out with something else. So we came in. It was obvious I was slightly depressed. Um, I wouldn't take anything for it. I was being stubborn because I was breastfeeding at the time. So they they're like, OK, well, we'll give you some coping mechanisms to work with it. And I know that we talked about mindfulness in Chad's podcast. That was something I didn't know about before going to therapy. So when she said mindfulness, I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like. like i i'm obviously mindful like and she's like (laughs) like i have a mind i'm full of it (laughs) so it's uh, i was like um she's like no you just need to be in the moment like you have so much anxiety that you can't be where you are you're thinking so many steps ahead and it's irrational thinking so um part of me part of that still deal with which
0: so do I. Just to full disclosure, I, I totally can appreciate that. The mindfulness? Well, the anxiety.
1: The anxiety, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, my anxiety really just roots from my children because I think we talked about this with Chad. Like, you, were in, you are now responsible for a human being. a, And for most of our friends who have babies, that's the easiest part, guys. I hate to tell you. Because <laughs> cause now you have to mold their brains yes. into being moral human beings. You have to explain to a child why it's not okay to smack somebody. Because today, for instance, Elias was mad at Jake and he wanted to throw a truck at him. <laughs> and he was able to vocalize it and say, I'm mad and I want to throw this truck at you.
0: Oh, that's beautiful, though.
1: And I said, it's, you can't, though. That's not okay. You cannot throw a truck at him. So what did he do? He smacked him. Because <laughs> so, I, I turned around he did it. And I said, Elias, did you hit him with that truck? Because I told him I'd take it away. And he thought around it. He was like, no, I just smacked it with my hand. And that's like, that's brilliant. Because you get to keep the car and you got what you want at the same time. Yeah. But my, like I said, mindfulness is being present and being able to appreciate where you are at that moment. And that's something that even now I struggle with. So I can't, for instance, um, there is only a handful, if I can even say a handful of people that I trust with my kids. Because I want to make sure that they're being raised by the right people. Like, for instance, Mary watches my kids four days a week. That's a lot of time in a week where they're picking up things that she does. Like when my son comes home and says, come here, boy. And I'm like, that is probably something that Glenn has said or Mary has said. It's like, that is a man. Be careful with your pronouns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's It's 2020, bitch.
1: I know, right? We call people men. And ladies, okay? I try to say hey lady and not hey girl because I'm like I don't want to depreciate who you are. You're a lady. You're a grown human being.
0: I'm I'm glad you decided that you would talk openly about your therapy. Yeah. I haven't been in therapy, but it's I nice. I definitely would benefit from it. I know yeah. that I would benefit from it and kind of what you're saying, the only reason I haven't pursued it is cuz fucking cash. Yeah. And you would think that health insurance if health insurance should pay for mental health care.
1: It's ridiculous that it doesn't. It's the only thing that it doesn't pay for.
0: It's ri- why why doesn't? it? Do you can do you can you think of a reason why? I don't.
1: But you know what? On like not so much off tangent, but for instance like Elias, mm-hmm. Elias has SPD, sensory processing disorder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is not a it's not something that can be diagnosed mm-hmm. and it's not something that insurance will identify as an issue. Mm-hmm. And so, what we have to do is ADHD, sure, that can be covered. So, what they do is they claim Elias has focusing issues. Mm-hmm. And they put that on paper so we can work on his sensory processing disorder. Mm-hmm. So, there's loopholes in some ways, but not for depression, mm-hmm. not for grief counseling. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I have mentioned before, hospice, if your patient is in hospice, their family members get a whole year of grief counseling. That's awesome. It is awesome because whether you think you need it or not, you're going to need it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you get a whole year. So you don't have to, there's not a point where you have to put yourself down. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. You have a whole year to say, hey, I want to reach out to somebody. Mm -hmm. And you can see them as many times as you need to. It's free. It doesn't mean anything. But once that year is over with, you have to seek somebody else if you want to. So, but, I i mean, there's not really an answer to why mental health isn't covered under insurance. You would think it would solve a lot of problems. It would
0: solve so many problems. Okay, let's do that. Let's take a break. <laughs> Alright guys, so I know what you're thinking. That ended too soon. Well, don't worry. We've got a new format here at Just Friends. Turns out most of my conversations are turning into two-part episodes. So from pretty much this point on, episode one is going to be launched on Sunday morning. You'll be introduced to a new guest, a new friend, and then the culmination of that episode will air on Wednesday. So you won't have to wait a whole week anymore between episodes. And I think that's really going to improve your listening experience. That way we're not waiting forever to get to listen to the second half of our conversation. As always, if you're listening on iTunes, please rate the show and leave us a comment. We really appreciate that. And for those of you listening who aren't already following the Instagram page or the Facebook page or especially the Facebook group, the community group, you really need to check that out. You get access to awesome content that you can't get anywhere else. Sneak peeks and little tidbits that I'm posting and sharing that I think are going to enrich the community in general at least I hope they do and I know some of you guys are listening in other countries I don't know who the heck you are but I love you for it so I'd love to get to meet you and we could have a conversation together on Facebook or Instagram I'm trying to grow this community I'm trying to create a safe space where we can all interact with each other and love on each other and encourage each other to continue to grow and continue to get better every day because I feel like that used to be a huge part of the human experience and in this digital age, it's just harder to get that. So I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm just really passionate about it, as you can tell. But anyway, I love you guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. And I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Caitlin Stratton. Tune in for episode two on Wednesday. Bye.